Welcome to another episode of One for the Table. I'm your host, Kim Chi. And I'm John Kung. And excuse my voice being a little coarse. Like, I'm not sick anymore, but my voice hasn't come back for some reason. Did you lose your voice while you were sick? No. I had my voice perfectly fine while I was sick. And then yeah. when I got better, my voice just went away. Because you weren't... You were, you were coughing, though. So you was probably just like recovering from all that coughing. I had the flu. Yeah. Well, you look great. Thank you. Yeah. You, you look cute, too. And you're a fuzzy little sweater. It's very, very fuzzy. It's very cold out here right now. Oh, I can't relate. I know you can't. Enjoy the cold <laughs> while you can, because um, who knows? Oh my God, I know. I you like we those cold days anymore. Yeah, we have we have like these crazy cold snaps, but then like next week it's going to be in the forties, and it's all going to melt away. Global warming! Yay! Oh, we're not going to spiral already. <laughs> <laughs> not uh, yet. You know what's funny? I was going through our Instagram and um, there was one person that was like, hey, will you ever consider doing like a questions episode? <laughs> Every episode we're like, please submit questions and no one ever does. <laughs> there are no questions. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, in theory, we could. I mean, they were love like, to answer your questions. Yeah. Don't even ask permissions to ask questions. Just ask. Yeah. I think we've answered like every question that we've gotten. Yeah. Yeah. One person I did I did read that one person hopes that you feel better. Oh, well thank you. Mm-hmm. I hope I feel better too about yeah. living and life and No, I don't know. It's an election year, so we'll see about that. Oh god. Let's not spiral. <laughs> you know, I'm sure like people listen to our podcast to get away from their day-to-day. <laughs> You know, crazy life, and here we are, just like spiraling out of control. Every episode. <laughs> just talking about how the world is a terrible place, and we're all gonna die. Well, at least I mean we're eating good. Um, have you been eating good? Uh, lots of soup. It is soup season finally, so I've been mm-hmm. making lots and lots of soup. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I was obsessed this week with like making three different types of broth out of one chicken. So I did like a short video of it. And right now I'm working on like a longer tutorial mm-hmm. on like how you can just use one chicken to make three different kinds of broth. Um, Ooh, is, is it like one of those like influencer video, like using my Costco root to three chicken three ways? No, no. I made salad. <laughs> and then for dinner, I made chicken nachos. Oh and next day, I put it in Costco. The Costco chicken, yes, because I, I bought the chicken from Costco. It wasn't a rotisserie chicken. Um, so what it is is I, I roast this chicken on my own, and then I put the whole chicken into soup, and I make like a roasted chicken broth, and then I boil it again. Uh, I, I remove that broth, and that is the first broth. And then what I do is I reboil it, and I make kind of like a chicken solongtong kind of broth, where it's like all white, and it's from bones and meat and fat. Because like and you kind of is what it's called. What takbeksu? Uh, oh, takbeksu. Takbeksu. Yeah. Is that like essentially like solongtong made out of chicken? Pretty much. Yeah. Oh, cool. And like it literally translates to chicken white broth. Oh, perfect. Yeah, exactly what that is then. Um, So you get like that. And it's not very flavorful because like the first broth gets all the flavor, but the other one gets all like the protein and the calcium and the collagen. And so like you just flavor that with some chicken powder and you have another broth. And then the drippings in the pan from when you roasted the chicken turns into its own broth too. And it's like a chicken concentrate. So there's a lot of soup that comes out of one chicken. And I just wanted to make a video that shows everybody how to do that. You don't have to do it in one go, but you mm-hmm. can. And I think by the time that this podcast comes out, it will be on my YouTube. And honestly, this is going to sound so stupid, but chicken is a fierce ingredient. Oh my God, I know. It's like so, it's so popular and it's like everybody uses it, And every, but I still feel like it's underrated. Like... <laughs> Like when I roasted that chicken, it was just like a little bit of oil with some salt inside the oven for like 45 minutes. And then like I came out, it came out golden brown. And even though I was all supposed to go in the pot, I had some of the like the the crispy chicken skin. And I was like, this shit is fire. This is so good. Honestly, like chicken, as long as it's cooked properly, 
Yeah. It's so good in so many different ways. It's so good yeah. fried. It's good like shredded. It's good just like boiled, you know. It can be the best thing you've ever had mm-hmm. or the worst. <laughs> worst thing you ever had. Yeah. yeah. And on top of that, you know, like it's so cheap mm-hmm. and it's healthy for you. Mm-hmm. You know, I also read that if if it wasn't for the fact that they were factory farms and the factory farms were so bad for the mm-hmm. environment and stuff, but regular chickens raised on a farm in pasture and stuff, they're actually like the most eco-friendly animal protein. And then it's like mm-hmm. rabbits and guinea pigs and stuff like that. But like pound for pound for how much work that's put into them by how much they take out of the environment and how much they give back. Like they're the best thing to consume as far as meat wise for the, for sustainability purposes. But mm-hmm. the problem is our factory farmers make them so bad mm-hmm. that it's like the worst. So like if you can pasteurize eggs, pasteurize chickens, those are the ideal ones to get. For your health, for yourself, and for the environment. Free range. Free range. Not even free range. I think you like pasture range. is like Because free range might not mean... But pasture is like they're walking around in the grass, eating bugs, seeds, and stuff like that. Those are the... Pasture-raised chickens are the happy chickens. And then everything under that is like marketing. Also eggs. You know, we can't forget about the eggs. So I got... Um, this thing called a mill, it, it's like an upright, uh, it's like a garbage can pretty much, mm-hmm. but you put in all of your organic waste, um, mm-hmm. pretty much, you know, well, organic food kitchen waste. So like all this kitchen scraps and stuff like that, pretty much anything that isn't a beef bone or oil you put into this thing and then it like churns and dries it out and it turns in, into chicken feed. And so I send them out to my friend's farm who I buy eggs from. And she gets them and she's feed, she feeds her chickens with all my kitchen scraps. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's very sustaining. Yeah, I try. I try. If I'm, if I'm going to make like money off of my content and my kitchen and my food, I want it to be as like sustainable and like not bad for the environment as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. Everything in your home is like designed... For you to be like a hermit, like a self-sustaining hermit. Essentially that too. Like if if the world were to stop, like I've got solar panels on my roof. <laughs> and it does, and like, you know, it, it can it can recharge my car in a couple of days. So <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it, I, I, I'm ready. I'm kind of ready if it were to happen, but I, I'm hoping it, I'd rather, I'd rather it didn't. Mm-hmm. Only thing you're missing now is like, a little rooftop garden to grow your own herbs. I know. That's this thing. I don't have a garden. I have like a giant noxious tree in a huge yard that I can't kill or tear down because it has like historical significance, but it's like mm-hmm. a garbage tree. It's just old, so I can't like tear it down. And I won't because it's pretty. It's just, it's a box elder. It attracts bugs and it was supposed to die 30 years ago. Do you have a rooftop? I do, but it's covered in solar panels. Oh. Mm-hmm. I guess um, you'll never get your fresh herb garden. I know, I know. You know, although... Speaking of herb garden, I've always wondered, creators always seem to have, like, an endless supply. I'm talking about, like, food content creators, like, in general. Yeah. hmm They always seem to have, like, an endless supply of parsley, basil, green onion, and chive. See... <laughs> not for me. me like I'm, I would like I would love to have like all those like herbs like on hand yeah I have to like go buy it every time I need to use it I'm actually the same way <laughs> that's why I'll, when I make a lot of my Chinese food like a lot of times like it should be garnished with green onion but I do not do that because I just happen to not have any green onion it's um it's it's it is a little bit of an embarrassing point for me, but I do not have it on hand, and I'm too lazy to get it. And when it's like, when it's like the only thing you need to get, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna go out and get it. I'm exactly. not. It's however adding it to my food, it does make a big difference. Huge difference. Huge but I difference. I hate going to the grocery store just to get like freaking green onions. Yes, and like you're not just gonna Instacart a thing of green onions. Although I will say. 
uh, GFS, you can buy enormous bags of green onion. Mm-hmm. Um, and they will deliver. <laughs> so I've done that before, but like with the leftover green onion, I turn into onion powder. Mm. I when green onions are like super cheap, I'll like bite them in bulk, mm-hmm. and then like but they I'll, still just like, die chop- if you don't well, use them up. They get and but they still just die if you don't use them up. They get like slimy and gross in your fridge and yeah. Sad. So I basically chopped them all up, prepped them, mm-hmm. um, put it in like a Pyrex container, and then put it in the freezer. Oh, that's what a lot of smart. Do. So then whenever you need it, just take it out of the freezer. Take and just put it in there. And put it in your type of soup or whatever. And you then don't it's fine. To defrost it. I find, and, I thought about dehydrating them for the same reason, but, but I think dehydrating the freezer. does not give you that texture. Yeah, it doesn't give you that texture. That little grassy crunch. That like little, that, that I don't need, it's not even a crunch. It's kind of like a... It's a crispy smush. I, I, yeah. It's hard to describe mm-hmm. green onion texture. The texture you can only get from green onion. Yeah, yeah. It's like just enough crunch, like not not too much crunch, where it like takes away from like the texture of like whatever you cooked. I kind of like crispy smush, but it is kind of gross. <laughs> no, crispy smush is like a good way to describe yeah. it. Crispy smush. Uh, the only um. Vegetable that I would like to have on hand, but mm-hmm. I never do um, because it goes bad so quickly. It's potato. Yes. Every time I buy potato, like I obviously like I'm not gonna sit there and like eat bunch of potato like all at once. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like I would like to like cook one potato every now and like here and there. But it goes. But if bad you just so keep quickly. it, then yeah. If you just keep it, it goes bad. I heard that if you put if you combine potato. With like a, an apple, I heard that that it like mm-hmm. kind of like pre- it makes the potato last longer. I've tried it; doesn't work. Doesn't work. Okay, and I also keep my apples in the fridge because they, apples keep for months in the fridge, and I like and them cold it and crispy. When cold. Yes, totally. No one hey, wants a you... temperature apple. No, it's mushier, and it's not. No, it's not good. Mm. But have you heard of this? Uh, the this lemonade from Panera Bread. Oh my god, the um, caffeinated lemonade? The super caffeinated lemonade where it's like if you drink like a large, it is over your entire day's like intake Mm -hmm. of caffeine. And And it's actually killed people? It has killed people? They are on their third lawsuit for for this freaking... Take it off. Stop, sir. Stop it already. What what chokehold does this lemonade have on the company where it's like people have died? People, people have died, Kim, and like they, they, and they still serve it. Like I know, you I think don't after the first they'll take it like off the, you know, take or at least like reduce the part of it. It's not that difficult to like not put caffeine in lemonade. Caffeine is not naturally occurring in fucking pink lemonade. No, like what the hell? At least make it so that if you don't drink a large. It mm-hmm. won't. It won't kill you. Like, or don't make it so like people can get it. Like, well, you know, like just like straight off like the fountain. Yeah, you know, like keep it behind the counter or something. And when people order, it's like just so you know, it has ca- a lot of caffeine in it. Right, and, then, and like you know, even the signs that they have for it, they look like there's some kind of like health food. Like there's just mango, yuzu, citrus, lemonade. Mm-hmm. Uh, what 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 else is in here? I can't see the photo. All, all I can. Oh, here we go. Strawberry, lemon, mint, Fuji, apple, and all it says charged lemonade, but then like the caffeine amounts is so far at the bottom. Like that is mm-hmm. wild. Put a skull and but crossbones. Like, the general most people don't think about caffeine as numbers. Yeah. Like, an they average don't. person think like, well, I've had two cups of coffee today. Like that's enough yeah. for me, you know? But no one think like Oh, 150 like milligram of caffeine. You know, like people don't think that way. Yeah, so that's actually a re- nothing. That's actually a really good point because it says here, uh, 389 milligram, 300 and 389 milligrams of caffeine in uh, in I guess like what is a large um, mm-hmm. lemonade. There is 100 milligrams in one cup of coffee. There is 300 milligrams 
300 milligrams is, is, is like a pre-workout. So it is more than that. And it's wild to think that like people are just drinking this at lemon as like a fountain drink. You're like, that's like putting pre-workout in a water fountain. Okay. So like, I understand, you know, like truck stops, maybe having this lemonade, you know, if you're like a truck driver and you want to like, you need to like stay up all night and you like get one of these like lemonade Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. if you're like one of those like gamers, you know, like whatever. But for Panera, I don't know when was like the last time you've been to Panera's, but everything they serve there is very mild. Mm-hmm. And I, I haven't been there in a long in a long time. And like the average Panera customer aren't like the type of people like I need my caffeine. Yeah, so it is just so random and just like. If like Taco Bell had this, it would make more sense. Yeah. There was, so when I worked at Starbucks, um, I used to work the overnight shift at Starbucks and there was this guy, I I think he drove, he drove a semi for his job, but since he worked at the overnight shift, I think he like drove like probably for like 24 hours and stuff. His order was like, like two giant, two giant thermoses. Um, 13 shots of espresso in each one and then top the rest of the thermos with dark roast. Whoa. Yeah. I don't know what happened to him, but that was his every time he would. And I, and I worked overnights like Friday, Saturday, Sunday on the weekends. And so like, I would see him every time there and like, how does the heart like not stop? I, he probably keeps it like in a box outside of his actual body. I don't know. It's it's insane. And he looked like just like a normal trucker dude. Um. Yeah. But also like when you're driving, I also don't want to drink that much caffeine because then you have to pee. Then you have to. Well, I mean, like if you're on the road that much, I'm sure like truckers, like they, they, they have truck stops and... They'll, they'll they'll stop or maybe they'll pee in a bottle or something like that. But even then, when you're driving a truck, you know, like getting off like the road and like going, into, you know, it's, it's yeah, a hassle. It is a hassle. It is a hassle. But and I'm also, sure, like, like, when you're drinking that much caffeine, the coffee pee, you're fine. And then all of a sudden, like, you have to go like right now. Otherwise, like your bladder will burst. Yeah, I get that. And then rest stops like don't show up as often as you think. It's every like couple miles, right? Or every twenty, thirty miles. Sometimes even longer than that. Oh, I think in Michigan it's like every 20 or 30, sometimes less. Mm-hmm. We also use them as parks. So, so yeah, I mean, one time I was like driving to Vegas with friends and um, I made a mistake of drinking like a full venti coffee when I started oh, driving. <laughs> I know. And then we were going to like stop at a restaurant for lunch. Um, so, got off the highway. I had to pee really bad. And I'm like, all right, the restaurant is right there. I got off, parked the car, walked in, only to find out the restaurant hasn't been, like restaurant had just closed because it was like in oh, between God, like lunch and dinner no. time. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, I have to be so bad right now. I was like counting on this. So then I drove like to the next like fast food place that was like nearby. And my bladder is like bursting at this point. And... In front of like the fast food place, I just like leave the car running and I just like run in. Oh god! But I don't make it to the <gasps> toilet, mm. and I pee in my pants. Oh no! <laughs> I know. So then I come. You out. know, if this were sibling rivalry, that would have been the part where we said, "And we hear what made Kim say <laughs> this." <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> So then I quickly come out of the Burger King and then I get in the car. My friends like don't know that I peed in my pants. Oh, They'll God. probably know now because they're, they listen to our podcast. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh God. And no. um, <laughs> I drive uh, to the nearest Chipotle. We're like, all right, um, you guys go out first. I'm just going to use the restroom again real quick. And I quickly like, luckily I had like clothes in the oh, trunk good. because yeah, we're going yeah. to Vegas. Yeah. I quickly um pull out like a pants to change into go into the bathroom, yeah. change and come back out like nothing happened. Good. 
Ooh. Although, like, they're good least... friends where they didn't say anything, but I don't know if they noticed because um, I clearly changed my pants for no reason. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a, you know, this is... I mean, if you're driving and you change your pants for no reason, I would have been like, why did you just change your pants? It's true, but, like, also, like, I would, I would be more worried about the smell. I um, think the worst time, like the worst time to like feel like you have to pee is like when you're on a plane and if if you're on a plane and you're stuck on the interior seat and you're not the type of, and you're so non-confrontational that you're just like the person that hold it, that's the worst. But Mm -hmm. the second worst is when you're just about to land Mm -hmm. and you have to pee and then you get like stuck at the gate. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> and so you're just like you held it in because oh I'm about to we're gonna land anyway what's it gonna be like another like 30 minutes 45 minutes I could hold it for that long and then you're just stuck at the gate and you can't yes. get out of your seat and you, they won't let you go into the bathroom on the plane and they won't let you and you can't get off the plane like that that is that is a time that you have to pee that you just that scars you for life because you just don't know you have mm-hmm. to go now, but you don't know when you're going to be able to go. I have just like weird jinx that whenever I fly into Dallas mm-hmm. on American, yeah, my flight either gets delayed severely or gets canceled. It's never not happened uh. to the point where like I just like refuse to fly into Dallas. Like if I have to like make a connection or whatever. Mm-hmm. And one time, my flight came in late, and then I had to like change into another flight. And I had to pee so bad, but there was just, like, no time in between. Oh. And then after I got on the flight, I tried to, like, go use the restroom real quick. And the flight attendant was like, we're taking off right now. Like, you need to sit down. And I'm like, please, I just have to pee really, really bad. And it's like, I don't care. And the flight attendant was so fucking rude. So then I sat. And then, like, the flight was, like, delayed. So it just, like, sat on the tarmac for, like, oh, two hours. No. And I'm like, I totally could have peed. Right. Oh, God, that's so... I know there are like safety regulations and stuff like that, but just like having to live that just sucks. It just sucks. It's just like, just let me pee for like, you know, like five seconds, you know? If we're going to talk about like, well, it's not really flight hacks, but I I learned that Mm -hmm. if you're going to fly into New York and it's wintertime, if you have the option to fly into any airport, GFK is the better one for wintertime because LaGuardia, because of the weather, gets a lot of cancellations in the winter because I guess mm. where the airport is. I was like, huh, I learned that the other day. Although the new it is my LaGuardia. preferred, it is my preferred airport when it's not winter because it's just nice to get in and out of. But mm-hmm. if you don't want your flight to get canceled <laughs> or delayed, it's the not the best one. LaGuardia is like so fierce and it's so, so nice. Oh, that glow up is. I we should we all deserve a glow up like LaGuardia is. And then LaGuardia and also the um, Delta Terminal at LAX now. Yeah. So much fiercer. Yes, it's so nice. You know, I found out that the Delta Terminal at in Chicago is actually really nice. And it's empty a lot because not very many people fly Delta in and out of Chicago because it's such Chicago's like... Chicago's like American United Hub. It's American United Hub. And so like Delta gets all like the shitty times for their flights. But at the same mm-hmm. time, it's like, well, why did you like... They probably have like one of the nicest designed airport lounges I'd ever seen. Like it's huge. It's mm-hmm. like two stories high. Um, it's one. It's one room, but the room could easily have been two stories high. Like it, it could have been two buildings. It's crazy. The um, if we're talking about nice lounges, I also mm-hmm. like the Atlanta Delta Lounge in the T Terminal. Oh, I've never been. Hmm. Um, first, like their food buffet is like set up pretty nicely. They even have like mm-hmm. a popcorn station, and you can also be outside. Mm. Oh, I love those where they have like, like the balconies, and there's yeah. like a bar in the middle of them. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, just the little things, you know, when you travel. It is. It is. Those. Have you seen the ones with like the soundproof booths? No. Like all of the, they have one at the LAX ones that you can take like phone calls and stuff in them. But I was like, I wonder like how hard it would it be to like build a soundproof booth in my basement that is kind of like that. 
Not that I need one. I was going to say, that's like the last thing you need. I know, I know, I know. I mean, like, it wouldn't be something like that I'd buy. In your basement. Literally, it would be just something that I would be try to build for the sake of building for funsies. Mm-hmm. You're like, well, I've run out of like upgrades I can make to my home, so... I mean, there's always something. <laughs> I still don't have a closet. Well, luckily you don't have that much clothes. I beg your pardon. We're going to take yeah. a break. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Welcome back. Hi. So, when I was like sick, oh my God, I, mean, I feel like I've been sick for like so long now. Has it been one, two weeks? Um, one week. Two weeks. Two weeks. Eesh. I know. Crazy, right? Yeah. And I've like barely like left the house. I left the house maybe like twice. Yeah. And I'm like starting to like get like a cabin fever. Oh, you're getting a little stir crazy? Yeah. Oof. Wouldn't know what that's like, but I heard it sucks. <laughs> so um, I'm going to um, Vancouver tomorrow. Oh, fun. Yeah. So I'm like excited to like get out of the house. Oh, you're going to have so much good food. You know, while I was um, away, not not away, uh, while I was mm-hmm. sick, I like had no appetite and I basically ate like nothing. Oh God, make up for it on this trip. Do you have anything that you look forward to eating in Vancouver? There's so much good Taiwanese food out there. Um, there's just like a lot of good food in general, but then from not eating... Seafood too. My stomach has shrunk so much. Oh really? Yeah. That like, I ate like a small bowl of rice and like an egg and I was like so full. And I'm like, oh, what is happening to me? Oh, she's so, she's so skinny. She's so little. I know. Just, just <laughs> me and my delicate stomach. Uh, it's okay. You'll be, you'll be back at it in no time. Will I? I don't know, will you? I believe um, in you. I've also, for New Year's, I've quit cigarette. Oh. <gasps> Are you serious? I'm serious. It has... It's been 20 days. You're on. You're you're nearly a month in on, on no, not smoking cigarettes. Yes. Wow. And I don't think yeah. you've ever admitted to being a smoker on air. Oh, yeah. Um, I really shouldn't. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's fine now. I mean, like it's you're quitting, so it's like admirable. Because I think I did, I did mention once on air, I was like that you that you had like were smoking or something like that, and you're like, I don't smoke, and I was like, what are you talking about? Uh, well, I mean, like I'm not ashamed of it. But no, like, no, but you also don't want to promote. Yeah, it's not something that you want to promote when and talk about when you like to other two to people. Um, but yeah. As a person who who has successfully quit smoking, it is so so difficult, and I'm very very proud of you. It is, and you're not doing the little vaping in between. Are you just stopping? I just stopped. Yeah. Oh. Because mostly um, has it been hard? Actually, no. Wow. Because um, last year when I was like smoking a cigarette, and I thought to myself. Hmm, this doesn't really bring me joy anymore. And I mean that in a sense as in like, when I used to live in Chicago, oh like, yeah, okay. everybody I knew smoked. Yeah. Um. So then, you know, it was like a social thing. So yeah. we're outside where everybody's like smoking and I'm just like talking and having a conversation. And I moved to LA and not a single person Nobody. here smokes. You just hang out by yourself. So then like, I feel like a crazy person just like smoking just away yeah. from everyone. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, this is like not fun anymore. Wow. I wish it, I wish it were that easy for most people. <laughs> is it? I mean, and then plus I got sick. So I was like, mm-hmm. well, I was like, a good- it's easy to not want cigarettes when you're like, when you're not, when you're sick. Um, cause mm-hmm. this, this is the last thing you want is like that stuff in your body. But yeah, hopefully I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for you. It's hard. It is so hard. Well, it was so hard for me. So mm-hmm. if it turns out to be easy for you, well then good for you. 
I'm happy for you. We'll see. This is my journey, and yeah. Oh my gosh, what did they? What did they do to you in that Weight Watchers gig? Nothing. Came out of you. Came out a new woman. Not. (laughs) I'm so full after a rice and an egg, and I don't smoke anymore. And the next thing you know, I'm going to start manifesting. Oh, my God. Yes. Do no, it. Because <laughs> I, I need an insufferable Kim. And I become one of those people like that talks about vibes nonstop. <laughs> Ooh, just Gen Z people. Do you, uh, did you see the video about that uh, girl on the podcast talking about how like Gen Z is aging faster than like normal and how like a lot of Gen Z kids just look older than like their millennial counterparts now. Well, why? I have no idea. I do. I do have a theory that like, I think, I just think they care too much Mm -hmm. and, and caring so much is like aging them really fast. Cause like, it's also like, um, Gen Z is like chronically online chronically online and everything's cringe where it's like people aren't allowed to just chill and like stuff anymore mm-hmm. like doing they're they're so afraid of what they look like to other people that is like it's probably taking like a mental and physical toll and like we were so silly as kids mm-hmm. we were so silly as like young adults we're silly as adults now so also, like not just like liking but like if you're like there's so much like emphasis put on liking things that if you yeah. like the wrong thing, like, yeah, people try and all to it takes you. is for one person to like not get it or not uh, not agree with you, and like they will. I, I mean, like this is a. I don't want to sound like so old where I talk about like, oh, this is a generation was like one thing that people like to do is like they they can't just dislike something; mm-hmm. they have to have a moral justification for not liking something. So, like just, you know, like. Not just that, but like completely boycott and yeah. Which I mean, I mean, some of these boycotts, yes, absolutely understandable. Yeah, but I'm talking about in terms of broad terms of like, people just can't like dislike something because they don't like it, right? It's like they, they need have to get everyone else to hate it. Exactly. No, they have to have everyone to agree with. I was like, dude, just say it's not for you and move on. And if you want to be like. I I don't know if you want it to really mean something. Then I don't mm-hmm. go find something else. Go find something else. And just to make it clear, like I'm not talking about the people that's like cutting like <laughs> Starbucks or McDonald's or anything and like right. anything like that. <laughs> I'm just talking more like a broader term. I just want to make it very clear. I, I know you do. Because <laughs> there's always some people, you know. Like, oh, I do. I I know. That always like, try to trust the narrative. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, just, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what's it like being like always problematic, Ken? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. I don't have people in my comments. <laughs> I don't know. The other day I pop online and then there you are um, talking about how Getting Starbucks coffee because listen, that was before I found out about the boycott. Um, and you I have online, you should have known better. <laughs> do better. And it's also that video was super old. I was on tour the last time I had Starbucks, and it was the only thing open. So that makes it okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And no, this, it's just and, the and way that you can't. Like spun, I like hold, out, out I, of control. Absolutely, and to the way that you just like every, like though the people will take like a mistake or something that you didn't know about and like just use it against you in like the most weird and like it's not sad, but we're they just seem bored. But uh, you know, I I just have to like tell myself, you know, like. Fight the real enemy. Yeah. And the real enemy is like not someone who makes a mistake and, you know, like apologizes and oh, for you sure. know, like those people aren't the enemies. The actual enemies, you know, like are in the office. Um, yeah. Well, no, like, and, 
and the thing and the thing about it is is like it's a low hanging fruit situation for these folks. Like it's so much easier for them to go after someone that made a mistake or someone that just like gives them the ick for no apparent reason as opposed to like doing actual work cuz like that is the extent to which like they want to they they want to like put in. Mhm. But um let's not spiral out. Oh again. Yeah. Again. Okay. Okay, so this is random. Mhm. Do you have any kitchen gadgets that you bought? Because you like the idea of like using this, but then have actually not used it. Mm, I have a thermomix. A thermomix? Yes, I have a thermomix. And when I was running my restaurant and kitchen, it was super useful. Mm-hmm. But like, I have a new one now that I've wanted to use. Uh, because it is really convenient, but I haven't used it because anytime I cook, I use it as an opportunity to fill content. But because this thing is so expensive that I know not many people actually have one. So it's like, well, what am I going to do with this unrelatable, un, like, what am I going to do make a video with this like unrelatable piece of equipment that nobody else will have? So like, I just end up, not, I, have, I haven't used it yet in the way that I wanted to. Or maybe just make it and introduce people to it, normalize it. I normalize it. It's 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 an expensive thing. It's like a fifteen hundred dollars. What does it do? I've never heard of it. Imagine like a blender, but it also like heats up and cooks and stirs. So like, I in my thing, I use it at my restaurant. I used it to like temper chocolate. I used it as a, to make sauces and soups and stuff like that. Like it pretty much replaced another having a person in the kitchen. Um, so it was totally worth it for me. But like what I love to use with it, I use it as like an automatic curry machine. I put all the ingredients for a curry into this thing and then like it just sits there for like a couple hours and then it has a curry, which is like my favorite food. So, so it's basically like an um, Instapot that blends? Pretty much. Pretty much. Okay. It has a whole bunch of other features and stuff as well, but... Yeah, for for my for my purposes and stuff like that, it's like it's like a pot that stirs itself while it's cooking. Which, okay. if you need to leave the kitchen or you need to do other things, if you have to do like other things while you're in the kitchen, that is super useful because <laughs> like things don't burn as long as they're being stirred. Mm. So, so it's like something that'll be good for like risotto making because you have to constantly. Yes, stir. Uh, it's very it's known very well. For being like a really great risotto machine, but I don't make a lot of risotto, so yeah, yeah. Because risotto is like basically creamy cheesy rice, creamy cheesy rice. And that's um, not how we like and, to eat our rice normally. No, and uh, and when I was a vegetarian and a vegan, um, risotto was like, or certainly when I was a vegetarian, risotto was always like the only vegetarian option at any like restaurant that you went to in like the two mm-hmm. thousands. Yeah, so I'm just like I'm just risottoed out. We have yeah. a wild mushroom risotto. It's like okay, it's like oh, like um, leek and bo- yeah, whatever, like risotto. <laughs> yeah, I mean risotto is good, but also I just feel like you know it's cheesy rice. Like it is. I, yeah, I just feel like for what it is. It's too labor intensive and too pricey for what it is. Yeah. It's too much work and not fancy enough. Mm-hmm. And not tasty enough for the amount of work. Honestly, yes, I agree. For me, it's a handheld blender. Mm. Mm. Like an I, immersion I, I, blender? I know a, yeah, I know it's a very like simple like thing. Mm-hmm. But I bought it thinking like I'm gonna be I'm gonna make like puree soups all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, when was the last time you pureed a soup? I've never you know, taken out of his packaging. Because <laughs> I realized, like... You also have a regular blender. Exactly. A really cute regular blender. Yeah. I've used it before to make curry. Yeah. Yeah. Which, like, just you can just toss it on the blender and then throw it back on there. 
Right. But, you know, you see all these, like, content creators, like, using, like, the handheld blender to make, like, butternut squash it also doesn't work as nice as a blender, though. Yeah. It's still kind of grainy and chunky. Like, if I want a puree, like, I want it... Mm -hmm. I want it to be like baby food. <laughs> yeah. I want it to be so smooth and so like just just silky, silky soft and velvety. And you can never get that with an immersion blender. Mm -hmm. But you can get that with a good blender, with a good blender, which is like why you use those. But yeah, I had an idea for a sheet pan soup. Sheet pan soup? Yeah. Oh, like just I saw this thing on a sheet pan and then toss it. Yeah, in the and window. then you blend it all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought it was like a, a a sheet pan curry butternut squash soup. Oh, I haven't made the video for it yet, but I saw that Costco has like pre-cut butternut squash. Mm -hmm. And so, like, oh, I was like, mm -hmm. oh, that would be that so sense. awesome if you you the hardest part would have been to cut up butternut squash. You just like put that on a tray, and then like. Put with some curry and some other like fruits and or with some other vegetables and stuff mm -hmm. like that, and then you like put that in a blender. And, like, that kind of sounds easy and good, right? I think the problem with that for me would be mm. after I roast the squash, mm -hmm. I'll start eating the squash, mm. and I'll love yeah. the squash so much to the point where like I kind of like don't want to put it on a blender and turn and it into a blender. Mush. Because like this, when you, when you, also when you roast squash, like some of them can come off like home fries. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like, We've done if they're like before. perfectly salted and then they like yeah. caramelize mm. like at the end. I guess that just means you have to like buy two thick boxes and you have to make like a double amount. <laughs> and so that was the next point that I was going to get. And I realized when it comes to soups, Mm -hmm. I prefer chunky, like brothy soup, like brothy soups with like chunks in it, mm -hmm. over puree soups. And mm. now I I understand the beauty of like a well blended soup, mm -hmm. but just personally for me, like a soup that has like a, a clear broth with yeah. like chunks of stuff in it is more satisfying to me to eat. I agree. Like a stew, like even like a thick, like even a thick stew. Um, pretty much everything short of like, like a, even a chili, <laughs> uh -huh. where it's just like really, just really, really like hearty and stuff, like an oxtail stew or something like that Yeah, with bone and vegetable and meat and mm -hmm. stuff. Um, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not the biggest fan of pureed soups just because mm -hmm. it's just an extra step, but when they're good, they're good. And don't get me wrong, I've had some like fabulous like pureed carrot and ginger soup or like mm -hmm. carrot and pumpkin coconut one. soups, you know? Mm. What about like a bisque though? Mm -hmm. No, like no, that's, that's not a puree, that's flour and cream. I was but say, like, that's basically that's like good. really good flavored roux is what it is, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But then again, that's what Japanese curry is too. <laughs> and that's true. One of my favorite soup is actually from Olive Garden. What kind? Which one? Zappa Toscana. Is that the wedding soup? Oh, no. no. Does it, does Tuscan, what's Tuscan soup? Um, it has Italian, spicy Italian sausage, potato, kale, onions, and like oh. a light milky broth. Mm, that sounds good. And I like their wedding weird. soup. I don't think they Where have wedding it? soup anymore as like a soup. Oh, option. they did. That was like the last time I went there. I was like in college mm -hmm. and I discovered their bottomless soups for the first time. And I had mm -hmm. so much Italian wedding soup. This was when I was like 19 or 20. I had so much of that soup that I gave myself stomach issues that day. See what I, because there is an Olive Garden like right by my house. Mm -hmm. And you can get a whole tub. I'm talking about like a giant tub. I saw your TikTok on that. For $19.95. You had a vat of soup. And I got the Zappa Toscana and it was so good. And when I was sick, I wanted that soup so bad, but they don't deliver. Yeah, that should be something that you should be able to DoorDash. I right? feel like. And the Can whole time like I was like, I just really want the Zappa Toscana. 
but I was like too sick to like go drive to go get it. Um, <laughs> and I didn't have like the heart to like, I don't know, reach out to a friend and be like, could you pick me up soup from Olive Garden? <laughs> well, I feel like your one of your friends would have been able to do that. I they would have, but I just felt bad even like asking, you know? Yeah. What is your favorite thing to cook in the cold in the wintertime? Well, you don't have winter, but... No, no. LA's winter can be brutal at night. Mm-hmm. And when you get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> like, ooh, burr, 50 degrees tonight. Oh, my God. That's gross. <laughs> um, my favorite thing... I, I love to make kimchi jjigae a lot. Mm. Kimchi jjigae and kimchi jjigae can really be good. like so versatile. Mm-hmm. Um, you can make it with like canned tuna. You can make it with canned sardine. You can make it with spam. You can make it with pork belly. Mm. You can make it with mackerel. Like literally. Just like variations of like... I love making kimchi jjigae so much to the point I always have like a giant jar of like super sour kimchi ready to be cooked and do kimchi jjigae whenever I want. I've got a huge jar of kimchi in my fridge that has been there for like eight months. Oh, that shit is money, son. Yeah, I bet it's like super sour. Like it's it's probably to the point where like the, the cabbage is like gonna be mush soon. Oh, no, no, that's the best. Is it... Is it a whole kimchi or is it like chopped up? It's uh, I'm not sure. I haven't looked really. It's just set in the back of my fridge. <laughs> I just haven't take... like felt bad about it because I know like the older it gets, the better it gets for soup. Uh huh. You know what you should do? What? You should take that and take some either pork ribs or pork shoulder. Ooh, yes. Just... And just um, pressure cook it all together. Oh, hell yeah. That's and adding some like serranos, onions, and to get a oh. nice bowl of fried white rice. Yeah, that sounds so good. Maybe I will do that. I will do. Have you ever had um, this company called Campo Grande? Campo Tons Grande, no. By the way. Do you know what they are? No. They basically like they send you pork, but it's mm-hmm. it's pork that would have otherwise been used for Iberico pork. But they oh. send you like pork ribs or hams or ham steaks or not ham oh. steaks, but like pork chops and stuff like that. It is so good. Like I like it better than Wagyu beef. Whoa. It's so flavorful. It's so tasty. Wait, like what's it all again? it like Campo, C-A-M-P-O-G-R-A-N-D-E. Like, just a little bit of salt and just a little bit of pepper, and it tastes so good. It tastes better than steaks to me. Is it like Little John's um, brand or something? Isn't is that his last name? No, it's not. <laughs> no, the, his name is Campbell. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like, it's so good. And again, like, you know, they, they've sent me stuff before. Mm-hmm. But like they're not paying me to talk about them, but theirs is delicious. Their pork is how much delicious. does it normally cost for us? It's um, not cheap, muggles but it's too. like it's it's not cheap. It is it's a barico pork, but at the same time, I feel like it is cheaper than ordering fancy beef online. Mm-hmm. They sell their stuff in like boxes, right? So mm-hmm. it, it ranges from like one hundred and fifty bucks up from there. But then you can get like ribs and all, all sorts of stuff. Like this one is so for 150 bucks, you get like a flank steak, a copa, a loin roast, and one thing of St. Louis ribs. Like it's a lot. It's like seven pounds worth of pork from oh. Iberico pork. But it's like it's uh, when I say like it's just tasty. Like I just pan fry the pan flank steak. And I cut it up. And you have to cook it like steak, though. So you like a little bit pink to whatever Dunless you mm-hmm. like your steak. You can cook that with this pork. Um, but yeah, for me to just talk about this thing for for like for free, like you know it's going to be good. Like the next time mm-hmm. I come over to your place, maybe I order some to your house yeah. and we'll have some. It'll yeah. be so good. So come over next weekend? Yeah, okay. <laughs> come on. Did I talk about my chocolates last week? No, what happened? 
it might be sold out by the time this podcast comes out. But in case it has not, um, I'm doing another collab with a company called Bon Bon Bon. B-O-N, B-O-N, B-O-N. They are a chocolatier based out of Detroit. And I did their Valentine's menu. And so, yeah, so there are basically like 14, I think 14 small chocolate bonbons. Each of them are like individually, uh, individually flavored. So like one is like a five spice hot chocolate flavor and they use like my master stock seasoning in that one. One of them, I'm really proud of this one. It's a pandan, pandan cake bonbon. Ooh. And it's it's named Padam Padan. Oh, <laughs> I'm kidding. That, that's actually really cute. And then there's an Ube pancake one, and it's called Ube Baby Baby. You should have called it Uwu Bay. Uwu Uwu Bay Uwu What else? There's also a Szechuan peppercorn yuzu mm. in white chocolate ganache. Like all of these are chocolates, and so like yeah. If we're lucky enough to have any in stock, because I know like they were half sold out when they did the announcement on Friday. Oh my god! I mean Thursday. That's yesterday. So that actually sounds amazing. I know. Well, thank you for sending me one. I can't wait to taste it. Yeah, I wish it's not one of those things. (laughs) They sell it so fast, like we can't even give any away. You don't even get one for yourself. I get one box, and I have to share it with Little John. Mm-hmm. Wait, why don't you just get two bucks and then you can each try all the flavor on your own? Oh, we'll we'll bite into half of it and then we'll give the other person no, the other half. That's that's crunchy. That's not crunchy. That's it's, share- it's Valentine's Day. Of course, you share the chocolate. I, I wouldn't know. I've never had a. I've never had a Valentine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how y'all do. I don't know what y'all do. How y'all do, girl. I don't know what you're she's, supposed to do in these situation. <laughs> she's from Chicago all of a sudden. <laughs> poor me. <laughs> Just at home alone. Me and my intrusive thoughts on Valentine's Day. <laughs> what do you like to do on Valentine's Day, Kim? Well, when I was a server, um, I would always work on Valentine's Day because um, people always tipped the very tips generously. The tips would probably be so good. Yeah, that is a great idea. I used to work time and a half on holidays, and I never thought to work on Valentine's Day. What? Uh, because you probably had lovers, then you know you're no. off doing things. <laughs> with Just so busy with no. all your menses. <laughs> That is not true. But like I always love to work like Thanksgiving and Christmas and Christmas Eve and stuff like that because I was all about time and a half. Mm, but yeah. I never thought to work Valentine's Day, but that's such a good point. You do get tipped out more. And people would you know, people would always get a bottle of wine. People would always order like the expensive things because it's Valentine's Day. Yeah. And you know, yeah, people just like are in better mood most of the time. I either worked at Starbucks or a bar, and I'm not sure Valentine's Day translates well to either place. I always worked holidays just because, like, you know, people just tend to spend more money, you know? Yeah. And that's great as a server. The yeah. only one I didn't like um, was New Year's Eve. Why? So, as a restaurant or as a what? As a restaurant. Okay. So, first of all, because oh, they will be prefix menu. So first of all, the restaurant is not open till midnight. The restaurant was open till 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But there will always be one or two fucking tables <laughs> that stays at the restaurant till midnight for no reason. There's, there's what? No there's no that is so rude. Oh, my God. Yeah. So then, you know, even after we clear everything, clean everything, yeah. they're just like sitting there. So obviously I can't leave as a server. Yeah. So then I'm just like sitting there. Till like after midnight, waiting for this fucking these two fucking couples, so they can kiss each other at midnight at this empty restaurant. Why would they do it at a restaurant? You could do literally anywhere else, but a sad empty restaurant. Even if you and, did it at a you know, home, people, that would have been better. Their time is that important, you know, to them. Yeah, and like what yeah. they do is important, and those yeah. people never even tip well either. You know? No, it's true. Mm-hmm. So then. You're just like, well, there was my, and not that like I had to be somewhere in New Year's Eve, like I already committed to working, but 
But you would have liked to have the option to yeah, meet up with your friends, friends after a like bar. Doing parties, yeah. like come over after your shift or something, you know? Yeah. But no, now I have to like catch a train home, you know, like full you of You know like what sounds people. like the worst thing? What? Times Square at New Year's Eve. Ew, ew. Did you ever Could do you that? Imagine? I've never done that. I've never done that. But I hear you have to like, you can't use the bathroom. Oh. Like there's yeah, no way to use square. the bathroom. Like huh? it's, it's, I hear, I heard that there's like nowhere to use a bathroom out there. Uh, yeah. I mean, where, where yeah. could you? I know there isn't. I mean, like the confetti thing is kind of cool, but like, no. You know, just anywhere that's just like that crowded for New Year's Eve. Oh, and trying to get home. Afterwards. Oh my God. You know, this podcast is strictly for people that don't like fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if anyone like listened to us and be like, wow, these, are the like, these people are so boring. <laughs> I know. These little party poopers, literal, like the worst. <laughs> but, you know, like, as someone, you know, who you know, worked in the nightlife, I've done it yeah. all, you know? I've yeah. done all the partying. I've done all the, you know, New Year's countdown. And, and I now, think, like, that's it for me, too. Like, I used to be a club kid. I used to be a, a, a party promoter. I used, used to be a go dancer. A go dancer. Like, I, was there, I did all of that. And, like, I just don't ever want to do that again. <laughs> I would rather... I would rather find like a part, like my plan this year um, for the movement festival, which is like the techno festival in Detroit, where like the bars and clubs, some of these techno clubs are open the entire week, 24 hours. And like my idea is to go meet up with my friends that have been partying at all night at like five o'clock in the morning on my way to the gym to just dance at the club for a little bit with like a cup of coffee and like being all fresh faced and stuff like that. <laughs> like that's, that's how I'm going to go out. That's how I'm going to go out. Yeah. Um, my favorite thing too is um, when your friends from like out of town here and they've been partying all night and then I meet up with them in the morning, like at brunch and then they still <laughs> haven't slept and they're like fully cracked out. Oh um, God. And then you ask them like, oh, how was last night? And they're all like, oh, um, it was crazy. We like, danced. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Your feet hurt. Our backs hurt. Yeah, uh-huh. in there. Mm-hmm. But also with these people, they always like you're like, oh, come out, come out. But the thing is, like, you being there does not make a difference to their evening. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and it's not like you're like hanging out. Yeah, you like, can't hear each other. You can't talk. You can't yeah. catch up. So it's just like it's fine. It's so fine. it's like I don't like why you're already with like fifteen other people. Yeah, like, what is me being there gonna do for you? Yes, I know exactly what you mean. And we're just finding reasons not to leave. But like, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, may, you know, you know, maybe for 2024, maybe, um, maybe we should be a little less homebody and boring. Maybe we should like ignite our um, like old selves and what? Leave our home on a Friday night. <sighs> Does it have to be today? Oh my God, today's Friday. I don't know. Like, <laughs> At some point this year. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fine. Oh, fine. All right. So, so this is your idea, and you're committing to this. You might as well wait till I'm in LA, and we can go to like WeHo together. Then, <sighs> which, by the way, I still have never been. You've been to LA so many times, and you never went to WeHo. I've been coming to LA like once a month for the past couple of years, almost, and I've never like partied or drank or like gone out in WeHo. I have been to restaurants at WeHo. Should but, I go to like one of those like warehouse parties? What are those? Oh, well, 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 it's a warehouse no party. You go to a warehouse people. and then there's people are partying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, you know, I don't know when they happen, but I know people that would actually know. That would know. That is, that's true. That's true. And maybe we do do that thing where it's like, maybe I'll just... I'll take a disco nap and go to bed at like seven o'clock and wake up at two. You know, we're we're not leaving at two. We're never leaving. 
or home at that point. I mean, like if we go to bed at seven, I mean, that's like full seven hours of sleep. You know, you know, I don't nap. I physically can't fall asleep. Well, then you did. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't drink coffee. But that also, way. like seven to two, that's that's a long nap. That's basically that's, like a full night's sleep at that point. And I need that if I'm going to go out. To go out for two hours, you need a six-hour nap. I do, I do, I do. I'm I'm 40 this year. It takes a lot to keep it together. But the, the whole point is like we're supposed to be like fun and spontaneous and, you know. Yeah, we can do that with some planning. We can do that with some planning. For like a six-hour sleep. Sure we can, <laughs> Kim. That I think defeats the whole purpose of... You just need to want it badly enough. Well, we'll, 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 we'll discuss the um, little technicalities uh, when the time arrives. Okay. And then we'll film an episode the next day. Perfect. Okay. We'll, we'll film an episode when we come straight from like the warehouse or club or wherever. Yeah. While we're, still, while we're still feeling our feelings and other things. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right, everyone. Um. That's our podcast for the week. Follow us on our Instagram, one for the table. That is number one, and then for the table. Um, buy John chocolate if they're not sold out. And again, feel free to ask us questions because we will have answers. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Bye.